bring us their favorite toy do you think that they're bringing us their favorite toy or do you think that they're bringing us what they think we think is our favorite toy i have no idea actually i've never thought about that i kind of don't think our dogs think much at all no i don't think so either yeah they're like here here's a toy that's your favorite i know because you always like playing it with it with me it's not my favorite. I'd prefer a different one, but... Yeah, but I think their favorite toys are the ones that you put the treats in. Even if there are no, no treats No matter what, them. as long as there's food involved for them. Exactly. I think that that's yeah, true. one track That's mine. true for us, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so if only one sock goes missing when you do the laundry... That drives me crazy. Yeah, but maybe actually two socks go missing and you just don't even notice because the other sock isn't there. I notice when my socks go you missing. You do, it's true. I Like, I clean up right after I do laundry. I get on it, yeah, fold it. Yeah, that's new in my life. I know. Like, it doesn't sit there. So if there's a missing sock, I notice But it. what if two go missing? And then, but you just didn't notice it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't notice that. Well, mind you, I might. After, you're like, hey, where are those, like, pink socks? They or I just think it. the girls stole them. Yeah, it's true. I'll yeah. Just blame the kids. Yeah. Blame the kids whenever you can. Yeah. It works. Um, if, or I correct autocorrect more than it corrects me, especially, so like when autocorrect is like, Hey, you need to fix this and it changes it. Like uh, you've seen how I text. I constantly have to go back and change things. Mm -hmm. I fix autocorrect more often than it fixes me. Yeah. I get that. Totally. And when it corrects. Canadian spelling to American. <laughs> That's so annoying. Like, I don't know why there isn't actually... And maybe there is, and I just haven't found it. But a Canadian English spell check in there. There might be, and we just don't know it. Yeah, but I would think that I... Like, yeah. Anyways, that's dumb. If you don't know what we're talking about, colored is spelled with an O-U, not just O. For us. That's one of the big ones. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Welcome to us talking about really random crap mm -hmm. that will make you think so deeply. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully our conversation today make you think deeper than we've already started today. Mm -hmm. But you are listening to the Finally Come Out, Out podcast where we say it is better late than never. Yeah. Um, I am sitting here with my beautiful fiance who... I believe since you listened to us last, I proposed to. Yeah. Okay, so bonus. Oh, and her name is? Tamar. Yes, Tamar Medford. I didn't get to that part, babe. No, I know. All right, so the best that part is? The best part is that I went down to Seattle the other day to visit a friend. Yeah. And she's like, okay, wait, whoa, whoa. I saw that Melody proposed to you on the weekend. And I said, yeah. I'm like, another bonus about being a lesbian is you know traditional there's no traditions and when we had 
talked about it before. I'm like, well, I've been engaged twice. So like you deserve this. And you did it back, which is very cool because you felt that I needed a ring too. And so we got engaged twice. Well, it's only fair. Just making up making it up as we go along. Yeah. Like we don't have to follow the rules. Exactly. I mean, not that anybody really does, but ever like even talking about planning the wedding, we're like, well, we could do this. We don't have to do it that way just because it's always being done that way or Well, I'm pretty sure you had a bride magazine before I actually proposed. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you know, they're not what they used to be. Like I remember when I was in my like later teens, early twenties and friends were getting married and they would have st- stacks of wedding magazines and I always kind of wanted that to go through them and look for ideas and I mean most of them now are online which I kind of think sucks because I I like to have the things to like that I can hold yeah and um yeah so when I went to get it there were only a couple of options and this one is very BC related and it's just not what I had hoped it would be no but I'm sorry babe yeah. And I'm hanging out with my beautiful fiance, Melody. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and we're hanging out with you. Yeah, so if you're new, welcome. Welcome. All right, so we've got our really random thoughts, shower thoughts yep. going on. Mm-hmm. If your brains are plagued. I've got one more. Okay. Can you handle it? I don't know. If the earth was actually flat then that would be like a major tourist and suicide slash homicide destination. So maybe the earth is actually flat and they just have that part cut off from the rest of the world because it would just be a horrible place. <laughs> I think deep down it might be a flat earther, babe. I, I don't know. I... Well, like, if it was flat, everybody would try and go to the edge. But then they would also try and push people off the edge, or themselves. Yeah, that would so be terrible. So then they would have it, like, major lockdown, and it would be all hush-hush so that nobody would even try and go there. So I think, I don't know if we, I think we talked about this on the last show, is that Melody is currently watching Naked and Afraid. And the reason I bring Love this up... It. It's Tamar's fault. Is, yes, it is my fault. I watched a couple seasons, and I think she's gone through 10, maybe 15. And so every time we ask anything or talk anything Armageddon-like, she's all over it. So is this what brought up the shower talk? Is the, it seems a little bit like the, because I know you've talked about, you know, forging. You and Lane have talked about forging and if there was a zombie apocalypse. Forging, not foraging. Yeah, whatever. Because both would be involved in Naked and Afraid. Yes, that's, see... I told you she gets right wrapped up on that stuff. Oh, I love that show. I actually now when I um, I do I've done this with other shows, um, but like when I binge a show, I end up like I'm just out in life doing things and I'll see something and I'll connect to it right away. And like when I was watching binge watching um, The Walking Dead and I was um working in like our like red light kind of area and somebody had gone by me in a wheelchair and he was missing his legs from like the knees down my automatic thought was that he had been bit by a walker and like 
sometimes it's hard to come back to reality. Yeah, okay. This just becomes my automatic thought. So now when we're out and I see like logs floating in the river, I'm like, they float. That would be great for a raft. Or I see like dry sticks or wood on the side of the road. I'm like, that's for our, like, we can burn those. Those will burn really well. Then we can keep the bugs away and and the animals. But, and I did get, a machete. Yeah, a machete. And we went out into the forest next to us to see if she could chop down a tree. Um, um, I was chopping it down. You made me stop. Uh, exactly. Because I pr- I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. But I could have done it. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is how we roll. Yeah. Um, we got a funny kid story. You, okay. Which we one do. are you going to share? Do you trust me? Can I trust you? <laughs> oh my gosh okay so Linnea our seven-year-old it's been quite an adjustment for her um having somebody new in the house and from the beginning just having somebody new in the house and she actually was very aware of privacy and um anytime Tamara would like walk by her bedroom or whatever um she would close the door if she was getting changed or things like that. So, you know, that's great. Um, but now Tamar is kind of taking on a co-parent role. And we talk a lot about Linnea having two moms and now in this kind of thing. And Linnea has very gradually been kind of coming around to being okay with um, Tamar seeing her. And she she's just very, this is very, very new that she's okay with any of it. And even like, um, if Tamara's in the shower and Linnea has to go to the bathroom, Linnea wouldn't go in kind of thing to, we to have one bathroom. bathroom just yes, to set. We do not true. have multiple. So when a child so has even, to go. Yeah. To go. And even when you can't see each other between the curtains, she wouldn't do it. Right. And she came into the kitchen the other day. Um, and she was wearing a t-shirt and underwear and she had her towel wrapped around her and she said, mom, I think I'm ready to show Tamar my privates. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds awful if you don't know the context, but there you had the context. And it's not about seeing her privates. <laughs> um, but so she said, Mom, I think I'm ready for to show Tamar my privates. And I'm like, um, okay, um, well, you know, like, she's a safe person. You can trust her. And, yep. So she goes downstairs into the rec- recording studio and office and um, with her T-shirt and shorts on and her towel wrapped around her. And, Tamar, you take away the next part of the story. Yeah. She knocks on the door, and which is very nice of her. And so I say, yes, come in. And she walks up to me and I'm looking at my computer screen. So I'm not actually looking towards her at the door. And she walks right up to me and she taps me on the shoulder. And I had not heard this previous conversation with you. So I had no idea what this was about. And she leans into my ear and she says, Tamar, and just like this, Tamar, can I trust you? (laughs) And I look over at her and I said, of course you can, Linnea. And in one swoop, she drops her towel and points down at her underwear. Now... I'm shocked because I'm not sure what's going on here. (laughs) I'm like, because of course I don't want to laugh because 
it took me a minute, but I find I'm like, oh, she is telling me she feels safe around me, <laughs> and she doesn't have to. She still does play a little bit shy, like she doesn't yeah. just walk around naked or anything. No. And this was like she had her t-shirt and shorts on, so t-shirt and underwear sh- or and underwear. Yeah. So she wasn't showing her privates. No. But that was how protective of she was of it. If she was in her t-shirt and, and underwear in her bedroom and the door was open, if Tar- Tamar came by, yeah. she would close the door. Yeah. So, yeah. So try not to laugh in that moment because I was really not quite sure what was happening here. <laughs> she didn't say it. She just said, can I trust you? And she said it so seriously that I was like, what is she showing me here? Right. So anyway, I all of a sudden clued in and I was like, Linnea, of course you can trust me. I'm a safe person. And she was so excited and like gave me a big hug, like very like, (laughs) okay, good. We're good. Gave me a hug and put up her towel and went back upstairs. (laughs) But you know, for me not to laugh during that moment. Oh yeah. Took a lot of, because kids do silly things and sometimes it's hard not to laugh. Like the hair thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there. don't want to laugh because I don't want you to punch me in the face. But at the same time, (laughs) I want to bust out laughing. Oh my gosh. So I think that was a really cool moment because just her being vulnerable enough to say, I trust you. Yeah. Well, and also she didn't just go down stark naked. (laughs) No, thank goodness. I I think we need baby steps. And she, that was her baby steps, but it was a big step for her because that, yeah. And I think the next day was in the shower and she walked in and went to the bathroom. Yeah. And it was like, like, I'm over it. I'm like, wow. There's one bathroom. I'm not going to wait anymore for you guys, for yeah. you to get out of the shower. I have been told like, Linnea is my soul child. Yeah, child. And if you follow us on social media, um, we pic- we uh, actually posted a picture of her on her birthday and yeah. we were matching. Yeah. I might have bought her matching Adidas shoes. It's true. Yeah. So. And they're, they, yeah. Linnea is totally her soul child. Yeah. Her spirit animal. That's right. <laughs> she's a little bit like a spirit animal yeah she is um it, it was adorable but it was that can i trust you am i safe with you yeah um and one of the things that we've been talking about is um you know in a roundabout way is scripture and can we trust what is written in mm-hmm. the bible we talked about clobber passages last week we hit a couple of them and this week we're going to talk about one that is um has actually been uh, made into a documentary um, called the 1946, The Mistranslation That Shifted Culture. Growing up in the church, we were always told that um, the Bible is the infallible word of God, that there is no fault in it, that it is totally pure. And as I went um, through Bible college and studied theology and all this kind of stuff, you learn a lot about how they actually compiled the Bible. And lots of great things there. It's like, you know, there's like hundreds and hundreds of documents that say the same thing from many, many years ago. And um, that's part of how they compile it, how they decide what stays in the Bible, what does not stay in the Bible. And that's where you have like different, um, like say like the Christian church and the Catholic church, the Catholic Bibles have some extra books in the Bibles and things like that. And so that's why you'll have some of that difference. Um, but so we're always told that like the Bible is infallible Mm -hmm. and, 
and I believed that for a very long time. And I think to a point, I still do believe that, but I also um, have learned so much about translation. And I think that that is part of where it becomes so um, risky Mm -hmm. to really be able to like the way that the Bible has been translated. And this movie, this mistranslation in 1946, where the scripture was in 1946 was the first time the word homosexual was actually in the Bible. Yeah. And if you think about that, like, that's just a few years before my parents were born. Mm -hmm. Our parents were born. Like, and then that is how they were raised. And by the time, I believe it was in the 70s, when people realized, oh, this shouldn't have been translated that way. But by then, like, so many people have heard this and this is what they then believe. Um, so I actually wrote about this in my book that I published a month ago. Yeah. And I'm going to share a little bit of it with you. Um, cause it was really one of the pinnacle things that really, um, changed for me when I was trying to decide whether or not it was okay to be gay. It was one of the things that was really like, kind of like slapped me across the face and was like, Melody, like this isn't even an issue. Which is kind of big. Mm -hmm. So on February 11th, babe, I know it's your birthday. It was my birthday. Different year. Okay. You weren't born in 1946, were you? No. Saved by the bell. (laughs) Um, The revised standard version, so the RSV Bible, you'll hear of the King James Bible, you'll hear of NIV, all that kind of stuff. So this is the RSV. Um, It was published Mm -hmm. on your birthday. Wow. But in 1946. Crazy. 30 years before you were born? Yeah. The translation of the Bible was the first time the word homosexual was found in the Bible. Uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians to be specific, chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, a book in the New Testament of the Bible originally written in Greek, was mistranslated and gave fuel to the fire of sexual difference. Uh, When the RSV committee voted on using the word homosexual, they were replacing the Greek words. Okay, I'm not even going to... I wrote them in my book, but I'm not going to try and say them. These different Greek words, Mm -hmm. because I don't speak Greek. Those words actually mean pervert, sexual pervert, or effeminacy in English. That's what those words actually mean. Right. Okay. So to uh, be perverted is an act. That's a behavior. It is an act. Right? Not an attraction or an organic state of mind. Which is, like, to be homosexual is, like, an an attraction. It is a, an organic state of mind. And, yes, there can be action with it. But to be perverted is an act. Well, and in that, in that Bible verse, everything they state there is an act. Yeah. Right? It's an action. Like, you're not going to... What is it? Um, like, have an affair. I don't mm-hmm. know the exact word. But all of those are acts. Like, yes. when I think of a sexual pervert, I think of somebody who's doing something immoral. Like, yeah. that's not right. Yeah. Right? Not loving someone for who they are. And that's what really made the change for me. Because when I realized that they took this scripture... 
in this these words that actually didn't have anything to do with being homosexual and the leaders that were pulling together this um this translation of a bible to try and meet the culture where it was at because that's why translations are made is to meet us where we're at with our like language the way that we speak there's so many bibles that are that's why we have different these different translations but they out of fear of I guess the homosexual population decided we're going to put that word in there because I have, they have fear of it and they think that it's perverted, but it's actually an organic state. Mm-hmm. Babe, what do you think about that? Like, cause I know like you grew up kind of on the outside of the church, but knew that the church wasn't okay with it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts now knowing that the church not being okay with it actually came down to a lie? I think it's insane because if you think about it, that basically means we could write, we could read any book that someone has said, okay, this has been written by a prophet or this has been written by a pastor or someone in power that people respect and that people will follow exactly what that person's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we've seen it throughout history. I mean, look at things like Waco, Yeah. right? There's all these examples that we can give that people have done things that are absolutely insane, Mm -hmm. but because they believed something that a man or a woman told them. Yeah. And they decided that that was the law. That was the rule. And the same thing in here, like I had never actually heard anybody tell me where in the Bible it says that it's wrong to be homosexual. Mm -hmm. And, but yet people kept saying it, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. And I'm like, where? And I actually had a friend of mine who I got sober with that said, it's actually not. Yeah. It wasn't. And then when we met, I think that was one of yeah. the first things I asked you. I'm like, I remember is it actually when we went for dinner the first time you asked me and I'm like, it's actually not even in there. Yeah. Like, um, and it like, I think of like the years and years of fear and shame that I have felt over all of these like clobber passages mm-hmm. that are just were set to destroy me yeah. and destroy everyone like me, like you. And, um, and there's so much wrong in that. The amount of lives that have been lost, the amount of people that live in depression and li- are living in situations that weren't really meant for them. And, because of this lie yeah, of people that in 1946 decided we're going to put this word in instead. And yeah. Yeah. How many billions of people still live by that today? Yeah. And you and I had a good conversation the other night because of what's going on in Florida. Yeah. Is that how, you know, like I, I just wish that people, it's the same as, as recovery, right? Mm-hmm. My dad and I just finished a documentary and in that there's a stigma, right? There's people still think it has to be a certain way or you've had to gone through traumatic things and that, oh, you must be, you know, if you're homeless, you're, you know, kind of a loser, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, my dad and I talked about, well, what if your child was the one 
that had the addiction because in the documentary there was a kid that took some opiates for the Mm. first time after getting teeth pulled and guess what he ended up on the streets as a heroin addict he had a good childhood everything was good yeah so what if you are you know old school christian and your child is gay Mm -hmm. but because of the shame and everything that child has heard its entire life grows up in the closet and one day can't take it anymore and decides to commit suicide would you start opening your eyes right would you start asking questions because how like would you rather want your child hiding that and killing himself or herself or would you rather accept it and try to work with it like you don't have to you don't have to say okay fine I'm, I'm great with it but ask the questions yeah yeah like so if you're listening and you're kind of on the other side of that and you're one like say you have a kid that is wanting to come out and whether it's a child or adult child or whatever that in your like you're you have had this tension in you of what to do because it goes against um, the grain of everything that you've been taught look at that and say, okay, but like, these are facts. This is actually what the Bible says and what the Bible, how the Bible was translated and where so much of the shame comes from. And is it worth it? Even if you're like, oh, I don't know if that story is actually true. Is it worth it to continue to shame your kid? Yeah. When maybe we're not right. Or maybe like, you know, because I've always said I that no one person can interpret the Bible absolutely correctly, 100 percent. Yeah. And so absolutely, I'm sure there's things that I believe that are not fully accurate. Won't know that until the day I die. Yeah. But um, but where there's I can only imagine a God that is all loving and something that is um actually a a trait of a person an organic feature of a person that is not their own action or choosing to do something wrong i can only imagine like a loving god Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of christians today at least the ones i talk to kind of you know take what they want and leave the rest like they're more open-minded to the idea that it's not just this way yeah it's not just what the bible says like what if there's other religions out there that are right like you know they're accepting of all everything well and it's like we were taught to trust the word of god that it was infallible that the bible was absolutely truth and i do think that to a point that there is that but we also have to look at the fact that humankind has translated the Bible. Yes. And we fuck things up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and that was a major fuck up because yep. look what's happened. And I just want to, you know, like as we go on our journey and you'll get to hear all this stuff. I mean, look at your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we just went out for Mother's Day recently and we mm-hmm. spent the whole day at the beach. And I remember when you and I phoned your parents to tell them that we had gotten engaged. I mean, that was not easy. Mm-hmm. And 
your dad answered very honestly, which was so cool, right? Yeah. He didn't know what to think about it. But they both said, congratulations. Yeah. We saw them the next day. I wasn't here. I was terrified when you're like, my parents will be there any minute. I'll be here later. Yeah. But they gave me a big hug. And mom asked to see my ring. Exactly. Like they're happy for us. And your mom wants to be involved in the wedding, which yeah. I couldn't be happier because like for the first time, you know, my family is split up. They're separate. So it's very difficult to get together with family. My f- parents are very supportive of us mm-hmm. and are all for it, but I miss that family dynamic. Yeah. And we went out for Mother's Day and had a wonderful time. It's so time. beautiful how, yeah, because even though they're still kind of working through it, they're willing to say, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. And that means everything to me. Yeah. But they're, sh- you know, they want to be involved. They mm-hmm. want to be present for you, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. So... If they're listening, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're listening, I'm sorry, I just swore. Yeah, because she sometimes swears a lot for a Christian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what about things that I'm passionate about? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's only when she's passionate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, babe. <laughs> so if you're listening and you have been in the situation that um, we've been in, um, especially within the church, looking at coming out and realizing that um, it's not simple for you to do so. And you've been um, wondering, like, can you, should you, what would that look like? All that kind of stuff. I hope that what we've talked about today, well, in the last few weeks about these clobber passages and um, all, all of that stuff that you would be hearing us say it's all good. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk, reach out to us because we're here to hear you. Um, we're not really here to give you advice, but to encourage you. We'll be your cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have all the answers, but we would love to walk with you um, through your journey. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like through you, I found my person. Yeah. Right? Like things have been rough lately. It has been Oh my really... gosh, that's another episode. That's another On episode. On a whole other but, level, whole other topic, it's been rough. You know, and I can only speak for women, but yeah. I mean, I needed someone in my life that I could connect with emotionally. And I know there are some emotionally connected men. I'm not trying to say there's not. But when it comes to you and I, I mean, I don't, I am grateful that I finally opened up to this and decided I have to find my person because I don't know if I could have got through a time like this without someone like you. Yeah. You know? So if you're in the closet because of that, I mean, I encourage you to explore this life. Because you could just find your lobster. You you could find your lobster. I have two uh, two mugs, actually. Yeah. Two lobster mugs. You're my lobster. Yeah, you're my lobster. I love you. I love you. Aren't we the cutest? <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have um, laughed a little, wowed a little, taken something from this conversation today. Um, hope you guys have a great week. Hope you're getting some sunshine. We finally got a little sun on. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.